Hey guys, welcome to Those Murder Girls Podcast. It's Raina, your host, and this morning I have some headlines for you, and they are disturbing. So the first one is out of Kansas. As many as four family members lived inside of a home in Overland Park on West 99th Terrace, and they lived among the body of 81-year-old Mike Carroll, who had been decomposing inside for over six years. What the fuck? It is extremely clear to investigators that each and every one of these sick people have been living among Mike's remains the entire time, while he, and I'm not going to go into any details, went through the five stages of decomposition, which you can totally Google yourself if you are that kind of sicko, but I'm sure you have an idea of what they were living among. So other family members who lived outside the house had made attempts to contact Mike over the years and were always met with those living family members who made excuses as to why Mike couldn't come to the phone. They would say he's eating, he's sleeping, he's tired, and then COVID hit. So that was like a really big excuse. They thought it was super weird. And some even attempted to make visits to the house. But when they knocked on the door, no one came and answered it. Neighbors said that they never smelt anything concerning, but they did wonder what happened to Mike Carroll. Well, what happened was his heart stopped on July 1st, 2016, according to his pacemaker, and the family just kept living life around him. The house itself is totally disheveled. You can like see pictures of the outside and they say like, The gutters are falling off of the roof and like it needs all of this work. So I can't even imagine what the inside looked like and smelled like. The coroner believes that Mike's cause of death was natural causes. But for now, there isn't really an easy way to prove otherwise because six years has gone by. Mike's family, you know, the ones that actually cared about him, hope and pray at this point that he is buried with his wife in Leavenworth Cemetery. Rest in peace, Mike Carroll. I'm sorry your family are assholes. So my next story is out of Hayward, California, and you're not going to believe this. So anyone who utilizes services of Ocean View Cremations in Hayward between the years of 2013 and 2022 are asked to call the Coroner's Bureau right away at 510-382-3000, and here's why. 154 cremated individuals were recovered from an unauthorized storage unit in Hayward, along with six bodies. Again, what the fuck? Ocean View had one of its two licenses suspended back in 2018, but continued to operate business as usual until just recently. The county sheriff's office recovered the remains on March 1st, and since then, they've only been able to identify five of the six bodies and six of the cremated individuals. The feds believe that all of the remains are connected directly to Ocean View, which, again, did not have authorization to store the remains within this storage unit. The feds are now desperately trying to properly identify all of the remains and cremains in order to make direct contact with the next of kin as soon as possible. Okay, this part is really sad on so many levels and it's so disturbing like the whole story is, but check this out. So this guy gets a phone call from authorities. He is the son of a man who was cremated at Ocean View. 
So he gets this phone call in regard to the investigation, and he is shocked to hear that the remains of his father that he has been in possession of for some time may not actually be his father because authorities found a set of cremains inside of that storage facility labeled with his father's name. No one knows at this point whose ashes this grieving son was given. So that's why they need everybody and anybody who used Ocean View to contact the authorities right away. So Ocean View held a corporate license and a business license during the years 2013 through 2018. Their business license, though, was suspended in 2018 for unknown reasons at this point, but they continued to operate under the other license. Well, the California Cemetery and Funeral Board was not aware of this until February 28th, 2023. The owner of Ocean View was contacted for comment, but has yet to respond to this disturbing and devastating story. Gosh, you guys, can you imagine how many people went through that crematory in nine years? Oh my gosh, I don't wish this upon anyone. Okay, so my next story is out of Texas. A woman whose identity is being withheld, and for good reason, was able to make a 911 call to authorities after being held captive in a dilapidated trailer in Houston, Texas, when her captor left for work. The woman alleges that Abraham Bravo Segura, who was 42 years old, had been holding her hostage for four years in the trailer that was rigged with security bars, security doors, locks so thick and solid that even the first responders could not get through. They had to skip the bolt cutters and bring in like these super duper heavy power tools just to get in to save her. Abraham is being held in jail. He's supposed to be arraigned this week. They weren't specific on the day I'm recording this on Wednesday night, and as of right now, there have been no updates. Hopefully, he gets the max sentence, whatever that is, and thank God this lady gets to go back with her family. I hope she's able to make a full recovery. So now I'm taking you guys back to California, where two brothers, Ronnie and Josue Castaneda from San Bernardino, California, were just convicted of second-degree murder for killing Joe Melgoza. And not only did they brutally murder Joe, but they murdered him just hours after Joe married the love of his life. It was in the early morning hours of December 15th, 2019, when Joe and Esther were celebrating their big day, a day that they had waited so long for. They were dancing to music, played by a DJ, taking pictures in their photo booth, grabbing endless drinks at the bar that was set up in the backyard of the home that their reception was taking place at. That's when two unsuspecting guests made their way into Joe and Esther's reception, Not only did they not know the newlyweds, they didn't know anybody there, but they partied like they did. They danced, they drank, and they were taking photos with all of the female guests that were there. The two brothers eventually left the party and came back through the back side of the house and started taunting Joe and his family members, just being trouble, like looking for trouble. So they're talking like all this crap to Joe and his family, and they're telling them like, come to the other side of the fence, like come over here, like let's do this. So Joe and his family, ready to fight because they're sick of these guys, jump over the fence, but unbeknownst to them, the Castaneda brothers had come back and they both had bats with them. One of Joe's family members was able to disarm one of the brothers, and that's when both of them took off running and they ran into this random backyard with only one bat in hand. 
Well, the family back at the party is tending to Joe while he's lying on the ground dying of blunt force trauma to the head. Once the two brothers were apprehended, they totally denied crashing the wedding reception at all that night. But thanks to that little device in their pockets, Snapchat metadata told a different story, and so did the women at the party and the photos taken at the reception. One of the Castaneda brothers actually had some photos in his pocket, so you can't really deny that you weren't there when you're literally holding photos of you there. Didn't really think that through, did you? So now I have the case of missing mother of eight, Heather Mae Kelly from Michigan. She has been missing since December 10th, 2022, and now is the subject of this huge FBI search in her home state. So Heather called her kids on the night of the 10th, about an hour and a half after leaving home, to let them know that she was going to stop by her boyfriend's house, but she was going to be home really soon. Her boyfriend, who has not yet been named, went missing from his dedicated probation house that night, according to his GPS monitor, not returning to the house until 2.45 a.m. the following morning with deep cuts and scratches on his neck and chest. Heather never made it home that night. Heather's boyfriend is now a person of interest in her disappearance and murder as law enforcement says that they've come across evidence suggesting she was the victim of a homicide. Heather's truck was discovered by her cousin, abandoned, and charred on December 12th. Hair and blood, as well as other signs of violence, were obvious within the vehicle. Heather's cousin states that when they came upon her truck, they also saw a red car speeding off out of the area when they were pulling up. Well, apparently, sheriff's deputies had also come across her vehicle hours before, which I'm guessing was before it was torched, because they flagged it as abandoned, but they didn't have it towed or anything. So Heather's boyfriend being on house arrest is being monitored by GPS. Well, he again went missing at 11 p.m. the following day before he was apprehended by authorities. I'm actually going to start calling him her ex-boyfriend because I think at this point it's what he is. But anyways, so he was convicted of a federal conspiracy to distribute and deal cocaine, possession of a firearm, and a murder for hire. But that charge was eventually dropped and he only served 13 years in prison before being released. But now back in jail again, he is being held until at least April 26th. Heather is 5 foot 8 inches tall with blonde hair, brown eyes, with tattoos on her forearm of a lion, a rose, and a dream catcher, and she always wears a silver heart necklace. If you have any information on Heather's whereabouts or anything about her boyfriend, prior or current, you're urged to call the Kalamazoo County Sheriff's Office at 269-383-8748. Or you can hop online and go to tips.fbi.gov. The Silent Observer is offering a $5,000 reward for any information that can lead to Heather's whereabouts. And my last and final headline for you is out of Illinois. Jennifer and Richard Madge had been married for 20 years when Richard went missing April 26, 2022. Jennifer had returned home on the 27th expecting to see Richard there as he had just talked to her a short while before saying that he was on his way home. When Jennifer got home, his car was in the driveway, so Jennifer walked inside, didn't see him but greeted him out loud but got no response. So a few hours go by and Jennifer is getting more and more concerned and that's when she reports him missing to authorities. 
And between April 2022 and December 2022, she heard nothing from Richard and there was no movement on any of his bank accounts, on his cell phone, nothing. That was until Jennifer opened a closet door in search of Christmas decorations on December 11th, 2022. Not knowing if her beloved husband was dead or alive, it made the holidays really hard for Jennifer to cope with and going on living day after day, but she hoped a Christmas tree and some festive lights would lift her spirits and honor her missing lover. When Jennifer opened the closet door, which she describes as a closet inside of a closet, her flashlight revealed a devastating scene. The mummified body of her husband, Richard, who had went inside the closet and taken his own life. Richard had had a history of mental illness, but Jennifer says she never, ever heard her husband talk about hurting himself. All of this was a complete shock to her. So prior to the discovery of Richard's body, the sheriffs had conducted multiple searches of the couple's home, which was described to be in hoarder-like conditions. There were smells coming from the house, but every single time there was a smell, it was attributed to the sewers and repairs were made to correct the issue. But when the smells began to linger, Jennifer just thought it was because there were so many animals inside the house and remained optimistic that one day the love of her life, Richard, would return home. Jennifer says, quote, I know he wouldn't want me to dwell on his loss or his passing or anything. She said, so I would just try to figure out how to move on. Richard, we hope you find peace. If you are struggling with suicidal thoughts or experiencing a mental health crisis, you can dial 988 24 hours a day to contact the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, or you can go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of The Headlines. Some of them were sad, some are super messed up, some were unbelievable. When I come across these, I have to share them with you and there's not always enough to do a full episode. So I'm really glad that you like them. If you come across a headline you want me to read, just go ahead and send them to me. You can forward them to me on any social media platform. Just search for Those Murder Girls Podcast or you can email them to murdergirls at thosemurdergirlspodcast.com. I will see you back here same time, same place next Friday with a brand new episode. Bye, guys.